Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, happy Friday to you all and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with www.oleole.com which you can get to without the www. That's how good it is. It's the football community website as I'm sure you all know. Coming up on this action-packed Arscast, we have got for you Arsene Wenger Hawkins, uh, the Arsblog Culture Corner, uh, Ebue is in there somewhere. We've also got some of your voicemails. Yes, it's true. Uh, and William Gallus's penis is around here somewhere. Somewhere, I'm not sure, but not too close, I hope. He'll be along at some stage. As will Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com. A blog chat with him in which we discuss uh, the Manchester United game a little bit, the AC Milan game more, and look ahead to the Birmingham game tomorrow. Um, there's no man in the bar today. He hasn't got a player history, although he does feature at some stage, so uh, keep your ear out for him. So what's happened since the last Arscast, since we last spoke? Well, I say spoke, it's more me spoking and you listening, or listening. Spoke, spake, spa, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. Well, there was the uh, FA Cup game against Manchester United, which was shit, you have to say. Now, I did say last week I wasn't that particularly interested in the FA Cup this season, and I stand by that. However, however, I did not expect the team to go to Old Trafford and and quite so blatantly not really give a shit about what happened in the game. I thought we might get beaten. I did think that beforehand, but I didn't think it would be 4-0. And even then you can cope with a 4-0 defeat if the players at least tried their hardest. Which, you know, they didn't, really. Of course, one eye, perhaps two eyes... Even three eyes were on the AC Milan game uh, on Wednesday night. Um, William Gallus was the captain. And we saw before when Gallus played in the uh, in the Carling Cup uh, against Spurs. And he did just he didn't look like he was interested in the game. And that transmits itself to the rest of the players. And when the captain doesn't care, why should they care? You look at the difference when someone like Flamini came on, a, a guy who just uh, cannot bear losing, who wouldn't dream of not giving 100% in every game, came on and charged around and did things and, and nearly killed Nanny. That was good, but it wasn't fair for the fans, I thought. Uh, for the 9,000 Arsenal fans that travelled to Old Trafford, it's all right for the Manchester United fans that travelled from London to Old Trafford. They went home happy because they won. But what about the poor Arsenal fans? I'm going to stand there in that horrible place and travel all that distance and spend all that money. They deserved better. Um, Arsene Wenger, I think, acknowledged that 
um, during the week. He did say something along the lines of, yes, it was disappointing, but the team has given a lot to the fans this season, trying to, you know, make a little excuse. But um, you would expect better from an Arsenal side, uh, especially against Manchester United. So we're out of the FA Cup, which ultimately may not be a bad thing. That means Manchester United have got at least one extra game You'd fancy them to beat Portsmouth, which means I get another extra game, and we can concentrate on on our own stuff, on not necessarily the Champions League, but on the league title, which is what I think this team should be achieving uh, this season. Then, of course, we had AC Milan uh, on Wednesday night, and it was, uh, as we expected, a much different performance. A reaction from what happened at Old Trafford? Certainly. Certainly. But I think this was the kind of performance that comes when you're up for a game and when you try your very hardest. When you're not up for a game and you don't try your hardest and you play against a quality team like United, you get beaten, and you get beaten badly. Um, I think we were unlucky uh, not to go uh, into the second leg with a lead. Obviously, Adi Bayor's uh, header in the last minute of injury time would have uh, made a big difference. But nil-nil is not bad. To go to the San Siro uh, with uh, a clean sheet means that a 1-1 draw will see us through, or a 2-2 draw will see us through. Uh, no English team, they keep telling us, has ever won at the San Siro, which is uh, good for us because we don't have to win. We just need to match their score. A score draw will see us through to the next round. So it promises to be uh, a very interesting second leg in a couple of weeks' time. Some standout performances against AC Milan. I thought Flamini and Fabregas were really excellent. In Clichy and, and Sanya, we've got... Uh, two fantastic fullbacks, uh, and uh, you have to say, Bakary Sanya was tremendously brave, and the sort of performance he put in, given the circumstances uh, that he went into this game, uh, his brother died last week, um, to have that focus, to have that uh, commitment, is just fantastic, so uh, hats off to, to Bakary Sanya. Uh, Colo Toure out for a couple of weeks, it seems, um, not the four weeks first fear, but Philippe Sanderos uh, has done very well since he's come back into the side when Colo's been away uh, in the African Cup of Nations. He came in alongside Gallus, has done well, came on against Stacey Milan, had a very good game as well, so it's nice to see uh, him get back in the side and prove that uh, he's a decent player after all. Anyway, moving on slightly, slightly, just before we go and talk to Gilberto Silver, uh, last week I talked to you about, you know, how we've got a uh, different way of you to leave messages and, and audio bits and pieces for the Arscast. Um, here's a few that, that came in this week. You're a strange bunch of people, you know. And I really like the, the, the Christmas Arscast. For the man in the bar, which is death and pestilence on a few people. And every time I listen to it, I realize that he made some quite criminal omissions. So... Without much ado, I'd like to suggest that the next time he wishes death and pestilence, you should remember like people like Tim Sherwood, Andy Gray, Pascal Chimbonda, David Bentley, Lee Cuttermore, Chris Morgan, and Tom Huddleston. I'm a good one as blogger. Bye. You know, blogger, you really are a bit of a cunt. I was at the Milan game last night. And every time Abue touched the ball, all that was going through my head was, I am Abue. So thanks for that. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch him play a game without thinking, I am Abue. Keep up the good work. Cheers. This is Lawal from Finland. I'm a Nigerian living in Finland. And um, I just feel this is the best place for me to die fools. They lost a fast out to Manchester United, I must say, to a really big defeat. 
I would manage with a one nil or two one. But I think a boy should be taken to jail. He should be jailed for what he did. Hello, Arsewager. Like you, I wasn't too concerned with the FA Cup game this last weekend. We have more important matches coming up. But I do wonder why, in the January transfer window, Arsene Wenger doesn't regularly buy one or two players just to make our bench a little bit deeper. Furthermore, like I, I keep expecting that he's going to do something silly like, Well, uh, today I will play Eduardo on top of Sandro's shoulders, you know, well, uh, just to see what will happen. Because I don't get why you want to let people go and not bring in one or two to make sure that you can last through so many different competitions. Anyhow, that's what I'm confused about. Sorry for the extremely awkward Arsene Wenger impression. Thank you very much to all our contributors there and uh, for your voicemails and uh, audio messages. There was a guy that left a poem. Sorry about that, fella, but it, it just couldn't get it recorded. Uh, I love the, the guy who was complaining about the man in the bar leaving people out when he's wishing death and pestilence. Tim Sherwood, yes. Cunt Andy Gray, yes. Pascal Jimbonne, Chris Morgan, David Bentley, yes. But Lee Cattermole? What the hell did Lee Cattermole ever do to anyone? I suppose just different strokes for different folks, isn't it? Anyway, thank you a lot. And now, though, we'll uh, move back to more footballing things and, and talk to Gilberto Silver from GunnarBlog.com. Hello, sir. Hello to you. AC Milan on Wednesday night, as a performance, couldn't have been uh, really much different from the one we got against Manchester United at Old Trafford at the weekend. Arsene Wenger said the team were up for the FA Cup game, but... Quite clearly, they weren't. Are you happy enough to sacrifice the FA Cup for uh, the greater good this season? I think so. I mean, to an extent, though, uh, I think that applies to the Champions League as well. My attention is, like yours, I understand, primarily on the Premiership, and anything else does feel like a bonus. I understand that for the players and the manager, the Champions League comes above the FA Cup in this list of priorities. Uh, Though, you know, both, to me, are... Sacrificeable, um, and I, I think it was clear in the performances that the players' minds on Saturday were very, very much on Wednesday. Is there a danger, perhaps, then, of having been so up for this game uh, that the focus is lost a little bit ahead of the Birmingham game at the weekend? Because, like you say, uh, the league, I think, is is the is the big one this season. The Champions League would be fantastic, but this team is a team that needs to go through a league season and show that they're the best team in England. Birmingham are dangerous enough. We saw that when they came to the Emirates. We had a little bit of an off day, but they're capable of uh, capable of good results. The focus has got to turn very quickly away from AC Milan and, and back onto the league. I think so. And, and I, um, whilst that is my point of view that it's the league should be our focus this season, I'm not necessarily <clears throat> sorry. I'm not necessarily certain that uh, the players feel the same. You know, the, the Champions League is a very prestigious competition. It's one that every player wants to say they've won come the end of the season. Some of the players, not very many, but some of the players in our squad have already won the Premier League, but not the Champions League. The likes of Gallus are included in that. And I think that their focus may be more split than that potentially of the fans. Birmingham is not an easy game, so it's absolutely vital that we don't let anything carry over from Wednesday apart from our good performance. Let's go back to Wednesday then. Uh... We were unlucky, I think, in terms of uh, in terms of the scoreline. Performance-wise, I think we showed Milan that we're more than capable of going out there and, and getting a result. Mm, I completely agree. I thought it was, especially in the second half, a, an excellent performance. If we had 
won by a couple of goals, I don't think many people would have been able to argue with that. Um, you know, Arsenal said in a usual match that that would have been 3-2. Um, mm. I'm not convinced it was. I actually think the margin of victory for us was, you know, in terms of the manner in which we played, was, was, was greater. Uh, sadly, as we all know, that doesn't really count for anything because we had a couple of seasons of playing incredibly well not really winning that many games. Um, it hasn't been like that this season, but it was a bit of a flashback uh, last night to that frustration of not being able to stick the ball in the net. But I think that if we go out there with a similar mentality, I don't think we can sit back and defend in Milan in the way that they did over here. I don't think our defence, frankly, is as good as theirs. Um, but if we go and we try and put them under pressure for a few sustained periods, I think we've got a real, real chance. And one goal would be so valuable out there. Uh, is it a case that maybe the young legs versus the old legs is a factor? Because we saw towards the end of the first half uh, that we began to create a bit of space. And certainly uh, late on in the second half, it, it was all Arsenal. Is the fitness, is the is the youth of our team uh, going to be a factor out there? I think so. I mean, I think momentum played a big part. Um, you know, the pressure increased as the game went on. But it is very likely. I mean, it's it's no fluke that a lot of Arsenal's goals this season have come in the last 10 minutes of games or towards the end, certainly. Um, we've developed patience. So we know that, you know, as the game goes on, we needn't panic. There is every chance that we will score. And to be honest, last night, but for a miracle miss, uh, that would have happened. Um, and I think that perhaps age has a part. We certainly are one of the fittest squads in Europe. I do believe that the way that the likes of Kleb or Adebayor can still produce those sort of sprints in the last 10 minutes of games is, is quite amazing. Clichy and Sanya, of course, are, are astonishing with their stamina. Um, and Milan do have a lot of plus 30-year-olds, and that could be another factor. The key is that the, the second leg could be an entirely different game. We do not know, but certainly the signs are there that we should be able to get something out in Italy. Okay, uh, let, let's move away from that a little bit and talk about somebody who's polarised opinion in the last uh, in the last seven days. Emmanuel Abue, um, mm. clearly not a right winger, not much no. of a right back either. Um, has some talent as a footballer, but you you worry that there isn't enough going on be, between the ears um, for him to ever sort of achieve the potential that he would need to achieve at, at Arsenal to become a regular at Arsenal. Is he? in the team more or less by default because we don't have anybody else to play there? I think so. I mean, we do have others. We do have Theo Walcott, but I don't think it's been the best season for Theo. And I think that the way, you know, Rizitsky would have played last night if he were fit, but with Rizitsky, that's always a, a gigantic if. And <laughs> Percy would have played if he were fit. But if you looked at our flanks last night, we had Abue and Eduardo, and to be honest, I'm not convinced that either of those is, you know, a viable option uh, on the wing. I think that Eduardo is clearly better suited to playing up front, and Abue is better suited to being a substitute. He is not a right back because his defensive awareness, as Bakri Sanya has shown this year, many people thought we've got Abue, we've got Hoy, we don't need a right back. Sanya has shown what a quality right back looks like, and Abue is not in that league um, 
he's got attacking ability. He does have the ability to go past players and put in a good cross. But it never seems to be applied. I mean, it's it's up. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Unfair slightly to say that the right-wing experiment hasn't worked because... You know, we're still within the first few months of it. Um, but I'm not convinced. When I look at Abue on the team sheet, I do. I feel like he is a replacement. I don't feel that he's in the same quality bracket as the rest of our players. And, you know, I think that is something that come the summer should be addressed. That is a question, isn't it? Because he looked, like you say, we had Eduardo, who, who does struggle out left. He works hard and you can't fault his effort. And Bue's uh, performance against Milan was certainly a, a lot more dynamic and, and a lot more focused than, it, than the one against uh, Manchester United. But the addition of a quality wide man, at least one to the squad, uh, could bring this team on to, to another level. I agree, I agree. And um, that's from the footballing perspective. But I think there is another side to the Bue thing, which is that I think a lot of fans don't particularly enjoy having a Bue in the squad because he he's something of a, a hate figure, I suppose, for the rest of the Premiership. Not um, not in the sort of Robbie Savage way, but more in the sort of Cristiano Ronaldo way. You know, mm. the diving, the petulance. I don't think our fans enjoy having a player who is sort of so widely despised outside the club um, and to an extent inside it. And I think that that is a factor that many people would not accept a lot of his conduct uh, and find him, you know, dislikable for that reason, not just what he does with the ball at his feet. All right. Uh, quickly, prediction for the Birmingham game. Are you confident that we can pick up three points? I am confident that we can. Um, I'm not yet confident that we will. Uh, Birmingham are a good side, but all things being even... We should win. It's very important that we do win to put that bit of pressure on United with an eight-point lead. Okay, Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com. What is going to happen when Gilberto Silva leaves Arsenal? What kind of position does that put Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com in? His name will be redundant. No more can we bask in the glory of such... A marvellous pun on his name. What is he going to do? He'll have to close down and open up again as Gunner Blog 2. But what, what name will he pick? How is he going to do it? Hmm. 
Perhaps he could pretend to be a young English right winger, but at the same time a really old guy, and he could call himself Theo Walcoot. Yep, there goes a tumbleweed. Anyway, one man was not impressed last Saturday night, not necessarily with Arsenal's lack of performance, but with one Portuguese Manchester United player's uh, showboating, shall we say. Arsene Wenger Hawkins has an open letter to Nanny. An open letter to Nanny. Dear Nanny, I watched the FA Cup game between Manchester United and Arsenal and I witnessed your ball juggling skills. At first I was surprised because I thought to myself, honestly, how could somebody that looks like a cross between Michael Jackson and Terence Grant Arpizanus have the cheek to try something like that? Then I thought to myself, I would like to kill him. So, in the interests of fairness and openness, I am going to tell you how I would kill you if you ever do that kind of thing again. Firstly, I would capture you and then strip you naked. This would be functional, not sensual, before you get any kinky ideas, you randy little cunt. Then I would tie your arms and legs in a crucifixion style so you could not slap or kick. Then I would get an electron microscope, and once I had located your penis, I would insert a small funnel down your chap's eye. In the top of the funnel I would empty an industrial-sized carton of soldier ants. Then I would put on a soothing long-playing record, perhaps do little by the pixies, get a big glass of whiskey, spark up a fat one, then watch as those ants devoured you from the inside out. Should the ants somehow not be enough I would make you drink my urine bag, which the doctor assures me is amongst the most poisonous substances on earth. So, in order to avoid this painful death I suggest you keep your ball juggling to yourself, at home, you clean x-ray sting wank hammer. Yours, Arsene Wenger Hawkins. P.S. Tell that Anderson cunt I'm going to do him as well. He's a man you do not want to cross, Arsene Wenger Hawkins. Normally, he's not so polite. Sending a letter, giving that kind of a warning, allowing Nanny to hire some security, bodyguards, install fences, laser beam security systems around his Cheshire mansion. Nuh-uh. I suppose this time he just figured he's a young guy. Maybe he made a mistake once. I'm pretty sure that Arsene Wenger is giving him far too much benefit of far too much doubt. He is a wee little cunt and um, deserves a good kicking. It's such a shame Flamini didn't tear him in two with that tackle and get the ball, of course, at the same time. Speaking of Flamini, I'm becoming increasingly worried, I have to say, about his contract situation. He says he wants to stay, he hopes to stay, he'd like to stay. But what? But what? Sign the contract. Or can we not just give him extra money or something? Can we not perhaps sell uh, a buway? Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue like color. Top three Abue color. Number one, red. It's happy day for Red Devil when Abue get red card. Number two. Green. Green is color of a boy nose food. Number three, a boy color, purple. Because a boy only want to see you, baby. 
into purple rain. You go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with a Bue. Oh, baby. And then use whatever we pay a Bue to give it to Flamini. If it's a money thing, perhaps it's his lack of a, of a good song. But then Sesk doesn't have a really good song. Maybe we could give him Alex's song to be his butler or something. I don't know. What else could it be? Does he want a better parking space? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is the longer this goes on, the more worried I am that Matthew Flamini could take advantage of the situation he's in and leave in the summer, which he's perfectly within his rights to do. And given the fact his contract was allowed to get within one year of leaving, of course circumstances were a bit different. He wasn't in the team last season, and this time he's come along and shown us exactly what he's made of and what sort of a player he is and someone who's become very vital to this Arsenal team. And I think he could go a long, long way if he stays with us. I think if he goes elsewhere, his career is going to go completely and utterly down the tubes. Someone should make sure he hears this. I've consulted a tarot reader and a future-telling person and a, a psycho. No, what are they called? Psychic, no. Psychic, that's it, that's it. And also a, a seer and a medium. And they all say that if Matthew Flamini leaves Arsenal, it's all going to go terribly wrong. Uh, they didn't all say it in that voice. One of, one of them was a lady. What? It's all going to go terribly wrong. She didn't say it in that voice either. Just sign the contract, Flamini, will you please? For God's sake. Please. A little bit of culture now. This is the Ace Blood Culture Corner. Get it into you, you giddy bag. Welcome to the Osblog Culture Corner, where we endeavor to bring a little substance to your football-filled lives. But what is culture? We think immediately of art and museums, music and literature, performance and the stage. But culture goes beyond that. Although purists would have us believe otherwise, something as crass and asinine as advertising can stimulate and inspire us, become part of our culture. Coca-Cola would like to teach the world to sing while Ronald McDonald sits on, loving it. Today, on the Osblog Culture Corner, the man in the bar recreates one of the seminal advertisements of the 1970s. An ad so arousing and thrilling, even now it brings a tingle to an old man's groin. You may begin. Only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate. Tastes like chocolate never tasted before. Yeah. Would anybody like to take a bath with me? That was the Ace Black Culture Corner. Come back for more next week, you moopy. I hope you're all suitably culturefied after that. Looking ahead to this weekend, because that's pretty much all there is left to talk about, we play Birmingham City at St. Andrews. Of course, they came to the Emirates not, uh, not so long ago, only a few weeks ago, and scabbed uh, a point from the game. Um, we didn't do enough to win that day. We've got to put it right tomorrow. There is a good chance, you see, to go eight points clear of Manchester United, who are playing, uh, but at three o'clock they play Newcastle at St. James's Park. So we can pretty much guarantee that that's 
three points for Manchester United. However, were we to go eight points clear, then that would put just a little bit of pressure on them. And Kevin Keegan has to win a game at some point, doesn't he? You get beaten 4-1 by Villa. You get beaten by Arsenal a couple of times. You get beaten by, I don't know, Gateshead Boys Club in a behind-closed-doors training game. You don't tell anybody about that, but, you know. At some point, though, you have to win a game. just has to happen. Could it be the game against Manchester United? No, it won't. But we can but dream. Chelsea, of course, playing in the Carling Cup final this weekend, so we can put a bit of extra distance between us and them. And in terms of the game itself, I hope that Tottenham kick the fucking crap out of them. Seriously, I don't particularly care who wins the game. I'd prefer Chelsea to win, I think. But I hope that it comes at a terrible, terrible cost to ankles and legs and human life, even. I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel. Team news. No Colo, obviously, because he's got the injury. No Ebue, because he's uh, suspended. Uh, Rosicki and Hleb, I believe, are in some kind of cryogenic lab. We are replacing all their bones and ligaments and muscles with state-of-the-art manufactured man-made fibers and materials that don't break, they can stretch, they don't snap, they don't, you know, tweak, they don't strain, nothing. We may not get them back until 2011, but they'll be able to play till they're 45. Theo Walcott could figure, and I suppose if Almuni is fit, the manager has got a decision to make uh, between him and Jens. Jens has done all right since he came back in. I thought he looked a bit slow, made a couple of good saves against United, but a bit slow. Uh, so I would be tempted to bring Almunia back in uh, just because he's younger, more athletic, makes more saves and, and can kick better than Jens at this stage. So uh, that's something for the manager to think about. But we will get more team news later today. So keep your eye on the news feeds throughout the afternoon. And uh, hopefully we can go there uh, nice and early on Saturday morning and pick up three points. That would be lovely. So um, that's about it. Until next week's Arscast, take it easy. Uh, I'll talk to you then uh, and talk to you all next week on the blog, of course, as well. Goodbye. Hello, I am the penis of William Gallas, and I have been sent to explain what happened at Old Trafford last weekend. I know we were not at our best, but these things need to be put into context. Imagine, if you can, the Champions League. She is like a beautiful woman, lying on a bed with silk sheets with a bottle of baby oil in her hand. Then if you can imagine the league title, it is like this beautiful woman is joined by her identical twin sister who have not only the baby oil, but a pair of handcuffs and some oranges. Then you have to imagine the FA Cup. 
This is like going upstairs in a dirty squat where all the wallpaper is falling off the wall, and you go into the bedroom, and there, on the semen-stained mattress in the middle of the floor, with no other furniture, is Amy Winehouse, and instead of baby oil, she has got a great big lump of lard, which she is licking like some kind of seductive ice lolly, and your eyes, your eyes can't stay away from her feet because they are bleeding. Why are her feet bleeding? I ask you, could you get it up for that? <sighs> 